Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash recommend today. Bud, 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 Got it. We get it. We get it. It's over. Okay. Welcome. Welcome to On the Bench. And that was Brendan Sinone. You guys know that voice on the intro, as we all do, unfortunately. I'm Josh Newberg. And today we have a special guest. We're going to welcome 247 Sports. Yes. 247 Sports Recruiting Analyst, National Recruiting Analyst. Sorry, bud. Uh, bud Elliott. Welcome to the show, Bud Woo! Elliott. Welcome to the show. Yeah, guys, I'm I'm excited to be here. This is uh, it's a long time coming, and and it's I, I get to see what actually OTB looks like in the background. This is this is cool. Brendan kind of has like an Instagram filter where the rest of his background is totally blurry, and uh, Newberg has the shadow effect going because he's he's got his backyard. Uh, behind him. This is this is solid. I'm this glad is this is audio about. format. It's one, a very day, I think, one day I think Brendan's going to capture all this video and we'll put it online as well so you guys can can watch it and listen to it. But for now, um, this is it. And Bud, whew, welcome to 24-7 Sports, man. You and I have been friends since I think it was either 2008 or 2009. We have a mutual friend, Charles Fishbein, known as Fish. Posts on our Knowles twenty four seven site ESS, um, but he he introduced our, us to each other before we were before we were even in the same market. I was working for Fish and Elite Scouting Services. You were just starting Tomahawk Nation, right? Yeah. When did that start up? Uh, early oh seven. So wow, so two thousand seven, you started Tomahawk Nation. Um, you built you really built an empire with that site. Put SB Nation on the map. Um, 13 years later, why, why is it time for you to move to 24 seven sports? You know, I've, I've had other offers before and, and I really loved the, the people that, that I was working with at, at Banner society, but I, I just, I felt like I was ready for a new challenge. And Shannon Terry, the, the CEO of, of 24 seven said, Hey, like I need somebody who can do recruiting and football. I was like, okay, check, check. And some gambling. Okay. Got that. Uh, you know, somebody who, who's good with working with the team sites and the national desk. I'm like, hmm, okay, I've done some league manager stuff at Espionation. I, I can do that. Uh, somebody who meshes recruiting and football together to try to try to like lower the barrier to entry to, to understanding and enjoying recruiting coverage. Just you know, there's a lot of football fans out there who are like, I'll just I'll never get into the recruiting stuff. It's nerdy. It's this. It's that. But I, I feel like 
you, you can marry the two and, and make it more accessible uh, to everyone. Someone who has podcast experience, obviously, I you know, got in the podcast game a little bit early. And uh, and then as like a really kind of a cherry on top, I already have good experience with, with, with the team coverage and, and can help out Mills 24-7 as well. It's like, this just seems kind of a, like a really tailor-made role here. And I was I was excited for a new challenge, so I took it. Yeah, but Shannon's been been trying to get you on board for more than uh, you know this, these last couple months, where it's actually gone down. So, like, why is why is now the time though? Well, I, I clearly you got a like, family, they, bud. They, they dropped a family bag. to take they, care. They dropped of now. the bags. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> uh, you know, I I really I don't want to say I got stale in my old role, but I, I just I was ready for for a new challenge and. Shannon is, you know, really back in it at twenty four seven. He's involved, and and that energy is is contagious, man. You you can tell, like, he wants to go out and dominate. And and if you guys know me, I'm pretty competitive. Like, I, that's that's how I operate. I I want to go out and kick ass as well. And so I I I was just kind of like, yeah, let's let's go do this. Clearly, the you know the the admin at twenty four seven is supporting its people and, and enabling them in a way that that excited me to to come over. Yeah. And, you know, I've been here for 10 years and I started when Knowles 24-7 launched. I was the only publisher on the site. And there's a lot of people, you know, uh, our contemporaries that that didn't believe 24-7 was even going to ever get off the ground, that didn't believe that the checks were going to cash. And there's all <laughs> kinds of rumors and everything. And like you said, man, I really think Shannon Terry has stood the test of time, put together a great product at 24-7 Sports, and now 10 years later – there's no question who the leader is in recruiting coverage in team sport coverage and all of that stuff. Um, the second thing I wanted to ask you is uh, basically what everybody wants to know. And that's everybody that's listening to the podcast. How are you going to integrate into Knowles 24 seven itself? Um, you have a wealth of knowledge, you're a recruiting guy. It seems like there's a lot. I didn't want to, I didn't want to speak on your role. I wanted to wait until you came on the podcast. So have at it, explain to the people your role and how it'll be with twenty four seven or with Knowles twenty four seven. Sure. So, absolutely. The, the, my main role is going to be on on the national side of things with recruiting coverage and, and football coverage. But you know, I, I kind of feel like much like I did with with Tomahawk. When I'm at all these national camps, a lot of times I'm thinking, okay, how can I help out Tomahawk here? Right. I, I just mm-hmm. saw this kid that Florida State offered. I I may be the only one out of our group who has seen him in person, right? Because most of us are Florida based. And if you're regional or local based, you may, you may not have seen a player uh, at, at the DC opening regional or, you know, at, at, at the Charlotte Under Armour camp that I may have seen. So I, I think that can be a real value add um, to Knowles 24 seven. I'm going to be in the comments. Some I'll mix it up a little bit. Hell Obviously yeah. it's a little bit different. Uh, it's a different flavor over there. I saw some usernames that I've previously banned at Tom Hawk <laughs> nation for some, some reasons that we won't get into. And, no, everybody over there, like, we're, we're, everybody's we're, got a clean slate with me. Spoiler alert, bud, we're getting into it. We are later. actually going to get yeah. into them. So, <laughs> yeah, we're, we're, yeah, that's cool. Yeah, uh, of I, course. You know, it's the Florida State community. So, yeah, of course, there's going to be some some overlap. And the fans are great. and They're crazy. And we have a great message board. There's a lot of people, um, you know, we all. I, I'm sure my name resonates on your board. There's a lot of pride people that support me. There's a lot of people that don't. And that's all good um we're we're glad you're on board and it'll be it'll definitely be fun to see you mix it up in the comment section especially i feel like during football i feel like you're you're going to be an asset to Knowles 24 7 a lot during the summer like you said 
Um, when we can't get to the New Orleans opening, but there's four or five FSU offers at the New Orleans opening, you know, you can help us with interviews and video and all that kind of stuff. But of course, during the season, I mean, we like, now we have like the ultimate message board, you know, we have Chris Nee, Brendan Sinone, me, you, it's, it's going to be fun. And, and, and Blostein is also, uh, like finding his voice too and, and doing a great job. He, he is. Um, take my job soon. Hopefully. Yeah. So I, I'll probably post some articles on, on, on Knowles 24 seven as, as time permits, definitely mix it up in the comments, you know, add, add my two cents at times. I, I think though, just in reading the board, I've been reading a lot more, you know, once I realized, Hey, I, I, this actually might happen. People are a little bit more reserved in what they'll say when they're paying for, for their username. Like when I, with, 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 with oh, Tomahawk, it was a free site. So if I banned you, right. especially before we had IP banning, there's a good chance you could just turn around and make another username just like that. Mm. So I, I almost feel like it's a little more reserved. People are a little more respectful of each other over there. It's a little bit different vibe. And I, I they got a little bit more to lose. Right. Yeah. There's some skin in the game. If, if, if you're, if you're you know paying for subscription and conversely, <laughs> we as publishers have, have more to lose. So mm-hmm. we're not going to drop the band hammer on somebody, you know, like nearly as quickly. I don't think. It depends. I, I came over depends from the, what time of the year it is. Now, if you keep making your avatar pornography like one of the guys <laughs> that, that I'm pretty sure I recognize, then I got to ban you because, you know, we want to keep the site work safe. But, you know, <laughs> uh, yeah. Yeah, we were going to talk about the message board stuff. And, and since we're already here, like what what's the weirdest thing when you were doing moderation at Tomahawk and understand it's not quite the same as the message board, a little different, like you said, bud. But like what's the weirdest thing you had to ban someone for? Was it the pornography avatar guy? That was weird because it was like it was subtle because it, it, oftentimes in, in the comments, like the the avatar is real small, you know, especially when you're on mobile. And then I pulled it up. I was like, ah, I got to do this again. OK, so th- <laughs> this this dude get, gets gets axed. Luckily, I, I think I don't know what year this was. It, it's not that recent. We got IP banning, mm-hmm. which was cool. So you could actually IP ban somebody if they were like a repeated offender. You, you could uh, you could do that. We had some people that would just repeatedly uh, spam us, but they weren't like Russian bots that were spamming. They were just like actual people who would spam to like their band constantly. Like, oh, hey, great article. Check my band out. I'm like, what? <laughs> like, dude, not every article, man. Come on. Like, can we, can we chill on that? But I'm, I'm, I'm excited to be over there, guys. I think it's going to be fun. Um, you know, I, it's still going to be the, the Josh and Brendan and Chris show, I, I think probably 99%. And I mean, it'll, it'll have some bud flavor, but it's, it's not about to be like half the trio and half, bud. like a, I don't have time for that with, with, with my, you know, 24 seven national gig. Uh, but I also like, y'all have a great thing going over there. I, I want to support and supplement y'all make, make it better, not overtake y'all. You know what I mean? Like, let's, I'm going to try and find my role where it fits yeah. in with y'all. Yeah. And I think we feel the same way. And I feel like, um, anything you add is just kind of cherry on top. It's not necessarily, um, us waiting on you for content and all that. And I think you've, we've all been around each other enough to kind of know what we all do well. And you know where you're going to get in and kind of supplement the things that we do, not step on our toes. And I don't, I don't have any concerns about that. And everybody in this group works hard. Like we've all gone to, you know, to, to a place mm-hmm. at, after one of these camps where, where we got to the camp at like 7 a.m. and, you know, it's 10 30. And we're talking, we're, we're BSing after one of these camps, but we're also writing, transcribing that type of deal. I mean, it, it's, it, it's not say if somebody writes one article and goes home type thing. Right. But as well, you're, as you're on the wildly popular 
on the bench podcast right now. I did want to talk to you about the podcasting in general because the FSU market seems almost kind of saturated with podcasts right now, which I think is a really good thing for consumers because there's so many different options and a lot of people obviously listen to more than one. Some people have their favorite one and, and really uh, speak out about it. And then the Nolcast uh, one, uh, maybe you could tell our listeners because I know there's a lot of cross pollination. Is that still going to be ongoing? And, and then two, uh, how did the Nolcast come to be? You said you started it early, and, and you're right. You kind of are like the godfather of FSU podcast. Sure. So, um, yeah, the, the Nolcast came to be. Uh, Ingram Smith was a producer for a radio show in Atlanta uh, that I was uh, a guest on, and he said, "Hey, you have a good radio voice. You should start a podcast." And I said, "What's a podcast?" Right? Because this was back in the day, and. Um, Basically, we started it, and it kind of just took off from there. I, I think it's a pretty cool format because it's it's so conversant, and you can you can get different viewpoints on it. And like you mentioned, there's different viewpoints from podcast to podcast. That That's one thing that I feel like when I think, thought about coming over, I said, okay, how do I make sure that we don't have this like homogenous blob of like OTB and Nolcast being the same show, that type of thing? So like one thing I won't be is I won't be on OTB very often. Right now, if I, if I come on to discuss an article I wrote or something like that, that's one thing. But we do want to keep differentiation there between OTB and Nolcast. I think that's actually pretty important for the success of both shows. If, if I think so, too. If they're I, too I, similar. I also think it takes time to kind of develop chemistry and stuff. And we've been going now every week for, what, about a year, about 12 months to this point. And you kind of need that consistency and that chemistry. So, like... I agree with you. Like we got something going on and then you and Ingram got something going on and there's plenty of time for fans to listen to both or all three or all five or however many podcasts you listen to in a week, you listen to them all. Right. I mean, we do 75 episodes a year on average and mm-hmm. uh, that's kind of what we shoot for. It's what we tell our advertisers. I think we usually end up doing a little bit more, but that still leaves like 280 days to listen to something else. Isn't that assuming you listen to every single one of our episodes, which I mean, I think even your your super diehards are probably in that ninety percent range. Yeah, and I I gotta think you know on the bench has had like this meteor it, it it's it's risen in popularity quicker than I could ever imagine, and I think one of the reasons why is because of the the path that the Nolcast blazed, and I think that the FSU market in general is is more open to the idea of consuming content via podcasting. <laughs> Than a lot of other markets, and while the on the bench is is a great podcast and everything, I really believe that a part of that is because the FSU market was conditioned to listening to podcasts for years because of you. So um, I, I definitely recognize the Nolcast as you know kind of a trailblazer, especially in this market. I also think our state lends lends itself to this a little bit, and this is kind of I don't know maybe a little bit out, outside the box, but. In these states that have mass transit, people can read more on their way to work. Right. In Florida, I mean, there's not a whole lot of mass transit. There's like SunRail and, and there's not much, right? Most people are driving to work. So it's hard to read a book if you're driving to work, but you can definitely listen to a podcast on, on your commute. And I, th- I think that the state of Florida itself really lends itself uh, extremely well to podcast. Yeah. And I just wanted to think back 10 years ago with us and everything getting involved with the FSU markets and, and, and in this media stuff. And, um, we all, we always talk about competition 
But isn't it cool to kind of look back and think that like Tomahawk Nation took off to levels that SB Nation had never seen, you know, and it did so great. But at the same exact time, Knowles 24-7 was growing and thriving and doing all this. And it's like we did compete. But looking back on it, it was like, what was it all for? Because we all ate. Like everybody's eating. Gene's eating. You know, he's doing great. So um, give some perspective on our competition with each other. Just looking back at how you've grown, how we've all grown. I, I, I think that's that's a really good point. It's also, I mean, I've worked hard at it. Like it, it, it mattered to me. I, I, you know, even when I was working another job, I, I was still you know working on on building Tomahawk. But I, I'm not blind to to the luck element of timing, right? If I come along three or four years later, right? I don't. I don't know that that a blog site works as well because you know what? Twitter came along, and what's to say that I don't? Um, maybe I just start popping off tweets if I if I started this thing in 2012, and I never really found the impetus to sit down and write articles because I was you know further along in, in my other career. Like there was no Twitter when I started Tomahawk, and so if you wanted to express yourself or you had some thoughts to put down. That basically was your avenue, right? Mm-hmm. So timing of this matter. You just had to hope a lot. somebody typed in your www dot and went to your website to read what you what you wanted to say. Exactly, exactly right. So I I think also the the market when y'all came along um, on the subscription side was was really really right for another subscription site, another really in depth, uh, consistently constantly updated uh, site with, with boots on the ground. Um, and it was a fresh voice to, to enter the space, and, and I feel like y'all did a great job of of being that fresh voice initially, and then, and then capitalizing on that and earning earning the readers' trust. You know, like, like they they know that Knowles twenty four seven doesn't put out nonsense, and y'all do a great job of regulating, like, hey, what's coming down from desk, right? Should this be on our site? Should it not? And mm-hmm. yeah, if it's something we can pull from desk, great. It's a value add to the website, but. We're not just randomly throwing stuff from the desk onto our site uh, for clicks. And, and I feel like it's important, and especially in, in in the click space, but also in the subscription space. Like, I'm not anti-clickbait because to me, clickbait is getting someone to click on an article. What I am anti is clickbait and switch, right? <laughs> if you click on something and it doesn't deliver – on what the headline promises. I don't like that. And I feel like, like Knowles 24 seven does a good job of actually giving you what the headline tells you it's going to give you. Makes sense. Um, did Gene ever end up suing you? No, <laughs> that was so funny. When I, I remember reaching out to you when I was starting, uh, Knowles 24 seven, 10 years ago. And, uh, since you and I were, were friendly, um, I let you know that I was going to be entering the market and that I respected your work and that I was going to credit you when you broke news. And I hope you would do the same with me. And, you know, you were like, of course I I will, you know, and we were always civil like ever. And I remember just making a point. I knew I didn't need to make that phone call to you, but I just like wanted to make that phone call to you just to know that like, we're both going to be here for a while. So like, just get used to it and let's just treat each other as equals. And you and I haven't seen eye to eye all the time and we let it rip and we tell each other and then we see each other two weeks down the road at an event and we have lunch or dinner together. And it's, and it's just like, we know that we're in this arena for the long haul and we know there's going to be competition. And unlike others, like we're not 
we're not going to be afraid of competition. We're going to kind of embrace it and help and hope that we can help each other along the way. And um, I think that's been an amazing feat to do that for like 10 years with another person that has an ego almost as big as mine. <laughs> almost as big, man. I mean, we're, we're uh, according to your message board or I guess our message board. Yeah, now, the, um, <laughs> they just haven't gotten to know you yet. Um, I, oh, I have to, since, since we're throwing yeah, hard ahead. balls at buddies, we've done, this has been all like ball washing and very, very nice. So we need to throw a couple, couple semi hard balls at, at bud here. All right. True, true, true or false bud. It, it bothers you that people on our message board cannot spell Elliot correctly. Well, according to your message board, I, I can't, uh, I, I can't say the word other. So, uh, they, they think I say, it, <laughs> they think I say it like utter. I guess, but I, maybe I just slur my words, or maybe I just don't have read the bourbons. message boards, bud. Don't read. Well, the so we were, he's we got to now. Time. He's contractually That's obligated true. to. Right. This is true. I, I have a, a. Yeah, I'm going to be posting a certain number of times per month, uh, consistently. But before before the I mean, this true or false question is going to get to what I think you're going to say. You ready for this? Mm-hmm. All right. True or false? Uh, when you record the null cast, you have chew in your mouth. Uh, no, sometimes I have a toothpick in my mouth and sometimes like last night's Ingram's computer died. So he had to try to figure out a way to use his work computer to record the pod, which was just, it took us like an hour and a half to figure out how to do this thing. And I had planned on having, um, you know, like one bourbon before the show, but <laughs> I poured that at about like eight thirty, So we didn't record till about ten fifteen. Um, my man. My man. Uh, I, all right. One more true false. Uh, but I want to eat the bourbon thing. Real oh, and I, 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 I also I, I don't dip. Uh, OK, that's bad for you. Yeah. Yeah. I had a cigar earlier today. Uh, if I had fifty dollars to, to spend on bourbon, I'm going to give you fi- you fifty dollars to spend on bourbon. Give it to you. You got one bottle, 50 bucks. What are you spending it on? Uh, so if you can find it, which you used to be able to find it all the time. Henry McKenna is really good, but mm-hmm. now, like now, it got kind of popular, and it's like a hipster thing. Um, the, you know, the, the ten-year single barrel, so people don't go and do the bottom shelf. Right. Henry McKenna, yes, yes, correct. You know what's actually really good for about forty-five dollars? Like if you're giving me a fifty spot, is Rare Breed. Ooh, yeah. Well, I took your Rare Breed's consistently really good, and uh, I I like it. So for for forty-five, that's that's my pick. All right, I, that's. Round of applause. I'm with you. That's that's good value there. All right, last last true or false. Uh, at Tomahawk Nation, you, your thing was always kind of harping on it's always free. Did true or false? You had an internal conflict to come over to a subscription based website. Not really. I, I, I the only thing I don't, I don't want to do is I, I don't want to do the nonsense that I see some subscription based sites doing. And I'm not saying in the four state market, but just like I've gone to these Under Armour and, and opening like check ins for for years now. And we'll be like, hey, uh, that kid showed absolutely no interest in that school. And yet that guy got three articles out of this. I'm like, wait, what? Like, we just asked the kid. I'm big on asking him open-ended questions because I do the national gig. And I understand if you work for a team site, you do have to ask somewhat pointed questions. However, if you're working for a team site and one of the national guys goes first and he asks an open-ended question and the kid mentions like his top five schools – and that school that you cover isn't in there, maybe the best question to open up with is not, you know, hey, Amarius, just for random name to pick it out, out of the hat here, What what's your relationship, what, why is your relationship with Coach Mike Norvell so special? Like, you're kind of putting words in the kid's mouth, and then you pass that along to the readership, which eats it up, but it's, 
it's kind of nonsense. Like if they saw the whole picture, they'd say, wait a second, that kid didn't say Florida State or Mike Norvell at all until you literally like spoon fed him the question. Those are tactics I don't like. And it is something I thought about. I said, wait a second, I don't see the Knowles 24-7 guys doing that. So that made me comfortable coming over. Yeah. And, and, and the readers notice that that's why uh, business is booming over here at Knowles 24 seven. We've been feeding them the realness for, for quite a while now, bud. Um, there is a Tennessee site that, that I don't even think they exist anymore, but they're not in your network, but Oh my gosh, it, we would do these. And every single time the Tennessee guy would come up, he's like, now, Hey, what about the Tennessee balls and your love for Jeremy <laughs> Pruitt? Like what is, what is, what is up with that? How amazing is Jeremy? How great Pruitt? is your love for Jeremy? Yeah. Pruitt? And I'm like, wait, 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 we're going to do this for every kid. Okay. All right. We're just going to sit here and do this. Um, okay. Or no, it wasn't proved back then. Who would, it would have been uh, Bush Jones. Oh, Phil Fulmer would have been funnier. I'm, I'm not Jones. that old. It was Derek Dooley. No, I'm just kidding. Um, all right. Let's, uh, let's take a quick break and actually talk some Florida State recruiting on the other side before we wrap this thing up. So, Brendan, take us out. eBay Motors is here for the ride. Remember when you first saw the potential? And then through some elbow grease, fresh installs, and a whole lot of love, you transformed 100,000 miles and a body full of rust into a drive that's all your own. Look to your left. Look to your right. It's official. No one's got a ride like this. There's nothing else that sounds like, feels like, or looks like the set of wheels in your garage. With over 122 million parts, you can make sure your number one ride or die stays running smoothly. So there's no limit to how far you can take it. Brake kits turbochargers, engines, exhaust kits, roof racks, LED headlights, bumpers, whatever your baby needs, eBay Motors has it. And with eBay Guaranteed Fit, it's guaranteed to fit your ride the first time, every time, or your money back. Plus at these prices, well, you're burning rubber, not cash. Keep your ride or die alive at ebaymotors.com. Eligible items only. Exclusions apply. Introducing the two-way V4, where groundbreaking fuel cell technology meets fresh foam cushioning for the ultimate performance. With fuel cell, each step feels explosive, delivering unparalleled energy return. Paired with fresh foam, experience maximum comfort throughout the game. Its lightweight textile upper offers support and breathability without sacrificing agility. Whether you're hitting the clutch shot or locking down the opposition, the two-way V4 gives you the tools to play at a high level. Learn more and purchase the two-way for yourself at newbalance.com. All right, welcome back to On the Bench. Uh, we w- did a lot of navel-gazing in the first part of the show, but I think that was fun, informative, uh, and a good way to kind of introduce Bud to uh, to our, our audience, uh, though I assume a lot of you are familiar with his work. Uh, because Bud's specialty is recruiting, uh, he's going to do a lot of that, among other things he said earlier, for, for 24-7 sports. But I had several recruiting-related questions as it kind of pertains to Florida State for you and uh, jumping in here, I think the first thing I want to talk to you about with your uh, your ability, you, you've covered the state of Florida at an extensive level. You understand the in- intricacies of what it takes to kind of lay groundwork with coaches, handlers, recruits in different parts of the state, South Florida being a, a obviously a tough one to kind of get into. Realistically, for Coach Mike Norvell, uh, his staff, that they've admittedly don't have a ton of organic Florida ties uh, one, is that a concern for you at all, or is that something that we're overblowing? And two, uh, how long is a realistic time frame for us to see uh, this staff kind of get inroads with some of the big-name recruits in the state of Florida? Sure. So I I think it's a concern until they prove that it's not a concern, right? Is, is Newberg uh, 
Yes. Okay. Yes. Got it. So right. Just keep. Just, just. Yeah, I'm good. Just, I, I just roll with I just it, do bud. stuff during the pod. All right. I just wasn't sure if you were dual it. recording your, your other pod while we were doing this one. Um, <laughs> so, um, yeah, I, I think it's a mild concern at least until they prove that it's not. Uh, now, so far, they seem to have a good reaction in terms of social media, in terms of what kids say of, about the new staff. The, the proof will be in the pudding at whether they get these kids up on campus. Right. So if, if the kids are going to go to Athens, if they're going to go to Knoxville, if they're going to go to Clemson and they don't make the stop in Tallahassee, then what people what the kids say on social media uh, doesn't really matter. But so far, it seems like the reception has been good. I, I think keeping Ron Dugas on staff makes a lot of sense. Coach Atkins seems to be connecting with guys uh, pretty well so far. Obviously, Coach Johnson down there, I, I think he's going to do fine in South Florida. I mean, if you can recruit New Orleans. I think you can recruit South Florida. You, you, you understand how the game is played. Uh, Tallahassee is not an easy place to get to, and Florida State, as a, a football unit, has to make sure that people have ways to get up to Florida State it, like when they're not on their official visits, if, if you catch my drift on that, right? Mm-hmm. That's, a lot, that's a lot of gas money. Uh, so that, ha- that, that has to be just sort of a, a top-down, everybody um, – everybody moving together in the same way. I think that there's some recruitments that they can get in on this year. And I think there's some recruitments where, and this is something I'm going to be working on a lot for 24 seven is the impact of the early signing period, not only on your short recruiting class, right? Where you only have like 15, 18 days following Thanksgiving to get this thing done, but also you're competing in schools that, when was Clemson done with, with its, with its 2020 class, September, like they had that thing wrapped almost entirely by Halloween. They've been on these kids for months. I mean, they've been hosting like pseudo junior days on weekends during the football season for juniors and sophomores and having a lot of those kids come up. They weren't having that many 2020 players visit them this fall because their their class was already done. So you, if you're Mike Norvell and staff, you're operating at, at and you had to actually pay attention to, to the traditional signing day date. Those other schools that didn't fire their coaches, they've been on it. They've been, they have like a five or six month head start. So there are some players uh, that I feel like are already kind of spoken for, and it may be too late to get in on those recruitments unless you win a whole bunch of ball games in year one. And I, I think that's possible, not necessarily likely. So, so if people start freaking out because some of the bluest of the blue chip recruits aren't visiting Florida State this summer, or even you know, regular season officials or whatnot, uh, would you advise them to kind of take a deep breath or would that be some reason for concern? Like, I'm just trying to get a timeline of when we can start actually judging, like, okay, what kind of damage can the staff do? Uh, when for can the Florida best State the best? start closing the gap is what yeah, that's, that's, when that's a good way to say it. Thank you, Josh. Well enough to start closing the gap on not only Clemson, but also the, their rival, the Florida Gators. Realistic. Well, we can all agree that the gap between Florida State, Miami, Florida State, and Florida, and Florida State and Clemson widened this last recruiting cycle, right? Like we're all realists here. We betrayed classes with those three schools. Yes, I think if, if FSU is outside of the top 10 in any given class, they're not, you know, they're not trending in the direction you need to be to be an elite program. By the rankings, that was the worst class Florida State's ever signed. That's not my opinion. That's just on no. That's just on twenty four seven. I pulled it down. That's the worst class they ever signed. They took a ton of three star prospects, which typically are not the kind of kids that are going to make impact Florida State. Now, I think they actually did a pretty smart job 
with, with trying to kind of find some of these diamonds in the rough for that class relative to what was out there. And in fact, some of those four stars that are out there sometimes that are still available after early signing period might be out there for a reason and not usually a good reason, right? Um, and so you're, I think you're at an information disadvantage when you come in so late in the cycle to where some other schools might know something about a kid who's available that you may not fully know. I, I think Florida State did a good job like to try and find some diamonds in the rough. But yeah, I, I think you can judge them based on their, their first full recruiting class. What, what I'm interested in, in investigating now that I'm at 24-7, it used to be you really got to knock it out of the park in your first full recruiting class. That was traditionally, I mean, Josh, like basically since we've been doing this, you're going to kind of make it or break it based on that first full class that you sign. Does the early signing period era change that? Do we need to start evaluating these guys based on their first two full classes? I don't know. I'm, I'm kind of thinking so because you are sort of behind the eight ball relative to the schools that didn't fire their coach, even for your first full class. Yeah. And also the the transfer portal and the, and the transfer market changes the way. And I think, um, you know, if you're coming over 24 seven to do something, hey, get those guys to factor transfers into these recruiting rankings at the end of the cycle too, because they're having a big impact on coaches tenures, you know, they're also raising the expectations. I think that's one of the reasons why we're seeing the new, you know, it used to be a three-year minimum. Now it's almost a two-year minimum. Um, and I think some of that is because of the the expectations. Um, have you seen, because I, 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 I certainly have, but what do you think of Mike Norvell's strategy of using the transfer portal and the junior college transfer and just some, some different avenues? Well, if you judged it solely based on on what he's done so far, it doesn't look that much different than other coaches. But if you look historically at Memphis, I mean, they took a lot of junior college players. And many of the guys that Mike Norvell signed up for this coaching staff have pretty extensive junior college recruiting experience. And I think that clearly everybody thought, oh, well, can, can Coach Dillingham flip some of these offensive tackles going to Auburn that he was in on? Not realistic to do that probably in two weeks when when Auburn has plenty of playing time to offer at those spots. But but I think they'll be fairly heavy on the JUCO ranks this year just because of those contacts. I mean these guys have have done those schools quite a bit. I mean, probably over half of this staff has done junior college recruiting, right? And I, I expect them to hit that hard with the transfer portal. It, in some ways, I kind of think transfer portal is rich getting richer, uh, like. A lot of these dudes just don't necessarily want to leave their school to go to another school chasing a championship there, mm-hmm. right? The type of player that you want to come in, think about the off the tackles that, that they missed on, right? I think one kid chose Duke, or not even missed on, but just guys that a lot of the fans thought, okay, like they're in on this kid. And they had the kid choose uh, Georgia Tech from Vanderbilt. Those are kind of like education decisions, like if you're not going to go chase a championship and you're actually going to grad transfer, maybe you are looking a little bit harder at at an education spot if, if you can get in there. In my opinion, like they still need to try to, uh, um, you know, take more kids on the offensive line specifically. Um, but I'm sorry, I was, getting, right. I was getting a bunch you're of DMs getting, at getting, once. Yeah, I, I think uh, I had muted, I think I had muted my DMs on the. Uh, 
24-7 Slack. We got distracted. That's also that means we're probably we need to start. We're getting the 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 Newberg ADHD kicking in here. Um, yeah, Brandon knows I'm good for like a solid 25 minutes of engagement. Then I start fading. <laughs> I wonder why. <laughs> One or two more recruiting questions for you, bud. Uh, you've talked a lot and written about the transition class. I think our listenership has a good idea of what a transition class is. Uh, two-part question with this one what is the difference in the bust rate with a transition class compared to maybe just a, a normal you know, top 25 class like how, how much more uh, volatile is that and then two uh something that josh and i talked about recently in the podcast the amount of blue chip players available in the february part of the recruiting process you know in that final three week stretch in january to february uh how much has it changed since the start of the transition class? Like how many guys are left that are still blue chip players this past cycle compared to maybe what 2018, the, the first uh, transition cycle. Sure. So uh, talking to coaches this year at, at the convention, they, they were all pretty much of the opinion that the bust rate is going up. If you're a new coach in the early signing period uh, era, and I don't even know if they have complete data on that, but I think it, it is sort of a, a common sense type thing here. If you only have, like 18 days to put together a class, that's going to be kind of tough, right? And there's going to be some elements of character, work ethic, things like that, that you just miss on that other schools might have known and decided to pass on a player or not pursue that player quite as hard. Um, so I, I, I'm interested to see as more of these classes roll in. I don't, I don't think we have enough sample set on it yet. If you look at Florida State's class uh, from, like, just look at Willie's class, right? his transition class, which was the highest ranked transition class ever. I think it was what 11th, I believe it was, it was 11th. And I believe that yes, correct. That was the highest ranked one ever now. And I don't think that may now granted that's among coaches who were not like internal hires. So Oregon promoting Mario and Washington going with Jimmy Lake obviously are, are different, but you go down this list a good number of these kids are no longer on the roster. And without wanting to bash some kids, there's a decent number of these kids that you used to look at and you say, that kid's never going to play here, mm-hmm. right? Like there's there's no shot. And granted, some of these kids were already offered under the previous administration before Tiger got there. But like the thing is, that year, there were many more blue chip players available to sign after the early signing period. Because I think, if I recall, we had, what, 60 Five percent. It was in the sixties, I think, mm-hmm. in terms of your blue chip players signing early. Now we're damn close to eighty. That's a significant jump, and it limits the pool available following the early signing period. All right. Interesting. All right. Well, let's end it there, um, Bud. Thank you for joining us on the bench. Um, if you ever need me on the Nolcast, I'm available. I, you do you know that I've been on the Nolcast before? Long time ago. Yeah. I want to say it was like, when did you start the Nolcast? What year? I think it's like 12 or 13. I think it was 2013 Probably. that I was on. Okay. I think it was yeah, 2013. Josh didn't know that you were on the bench previously. Yes, I, I did was. Not I, on the pre- like, clearly, he doesn't listen to the other episodes. Obviously not. If he's not on it, he doesn't give a shit. Very clear. That was the episode that y'all got all the hate for because I, I was negative. And then David Hale was like, watch this. This is negative. Here you go. <laughs> And then I brought on Safed just to troll people. They didn't oh. understand it was a joke oh, either. <laughs> that, that, that was my it was I my see. masterpiece. It, it was see, it was the best we'll do. Somehow, Brendan found somebody more controversial in the FSU market than Bud to have on the same episode in Safed. <laughs> so I think he caught most of the heat. That's why I didn't realize that Bud was even on it. 
That's funny. Um, but we'll, we'll, we'll get back together this off season. I'm sure talk some camps and combines <clears throat> during the spring and summer, Bud, appreciate you coming on. It's going to be great working with you. I'm looking forward to all of this. Look forward to it, guest. All right. For Brandon Sinone, I'm Josh Newberg, and we are on the bench. this it's friday afternoon when a thought hits you i can waste another weekend doing the same old whatever or i can conquer it i can hop into my all-new hyundai santa fe and hit the road any road the steeper the better because my all-new santa fe is available with h-track all-wheel drive so i can hit the trail without a worry in the world Heck, with three rows and best-in-class rear cargo space, I can pack the whole family in with all our gear. We've got available dual wireless charging for our phones, so we'll never lose touch with civilization, and we won't lose touch with the primordial power of Mother Earth. So which is it? Waste the weekend or do something a little more epic? And conquer it in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai. There's joy in every journey.